0: Hey, what's up, everybody, and welcome to a new edition of Diamond 750. Drew Rasmussen of the Oregon State Beavers is our guest, native of Spokane, just drafted 31st overall by the Tampa Bay Rays, and of course playing an integral role on the Beavers' run to the College World Series, 54-4 and as the Beavers look to win a third national title in their program history. Drew Rasmussen, our guest today right here. You can follow me on Twitter, at Judah Also, follow the hashtag Diamond750. Hashtag Diamond750 for all our latest content and web posts on 1029thegame.com. Thanks for listening, everybody.
1: Rasmussen winds, kicks, delivers. The 1-2 pitch. Swung on and missed. And a perfect game for Drew Rasmussen. A perfect game delivered by the freshman right-hander. And the Beavers win it 3 nothing, 27 up. 27
0: down in one of the great performances in the history of Oregon State baseball. And pleased to be joined on the phone right now by Drew Rasmussen, sophomore right-hander of the Oregon State Beavers. They're headed to Omaha for the sixth time in program history, the fifth time under Pat Casey, and uh, Drew's getting to go for the first time since he's joined the program in 2014. And uh, Drew, it's been quite a week for you so far. Of course, B's getting ready to head out to Omaha later this week. On Monday, you got drafted, the Tampa Bay Rays selecting you, 31st overall, and what I imagine was realizing a childhood dream of yours. And on top of all that, I'm pretty sure it's finals week down there, too, as well. Is everything kind of a whirlwind for you right now?
1: Yeah, you know, the last week with us winning the Super Regional and the draft immediately. And, you know, I I don't think it's hit me that we're still going to, that we are going to Omaha yet. And, uh, you know, talk to Max Engelbrecht. He's one of my roommates. And, and, you know, he says it's the greatest experience of your life. And, and like I said, I don't think it's hit me yet that uh, we are going because, like you said, we had the draft and and we are finishing up school still.
0: You got any uh, tests coming up this week?
1: Yeah, so I've taken three so far. I had one, um, I had one, I, I had one Monday that I got moved to early last week, and then took one yesterday and took one this morning. Wow! And now, you know, I've got one in Omaha tomorrow afternoon.
0: You've got to really plan ahead when you got a week like this. I imagine that's not easy.
1: Yeah, it's uh, like you said. It's really been a whirlwind. Everything's gone pretty quickly over the past seventy-two hours, you know, if not longer than that. And so. Uh, you know, our coaches just preach preparation and, then you know, it's really coming into full effect in real life.
0: How much, uh, do you talk to Max about Omaha throughout the year? And especially recently, now that you know that you're going,
1: um, you know, I'm sure I've asked him a lot more questions this week than I have, uh, in previous weeks, just because, you know, now, now it is a reality and, and, you know, there's no better, there, there, there's no better teacher than experience. And, uh, He's the only guy on our team that's been and and you know the question every any question that comes to mind I immediately ask him and he gets it you know it's out of excitement and 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 just the unknown cuz I haven't been able to go back there I haven't experienced it before and so so I'm just curious.
0: Right. Right. Drew Rasmussen joining us on uh, Diamond 750. All right, Monday night you get the call. Tampa Bay Rays going to take you 31st overall. It's the uh, first pick in the competitive balance uh, A uh, stage of the draft right after the first round. Can you take me to that moment, what it was like to get that phone call or however you did receive the news that Tampa was taking you at 31?
1: Yeah, so we were in my uh, girlfriend's apartment. My family was there. Her family was there. And we were just hanging out watching the draft. Uh, And, and, you know, we knew there was a possibility that I could go on day one. So, you know, we just wanted to hang out and – celebrate a little bit and so her apartment doesn't even get cell reception so I had to go outside anytime my my phone started to vibrate just to hear what people were saying and uh, went outside was told uh, Chicago might take me at 30 and then you know Tampa Bay if I got there was definitely going to take me and and you know the excitement and and just just the realization that a, a childhood dream was you know being fulfilled kind of overwhelmed me and overtook me and then you know it was awesome to be surrounded by loved ones and and you know family and it was great that they all got to go through it with me
0: when you say that out loud and I get excited for you because I can imagine you've been a baseball fan your whole life uh, as have I and you know you watch big league ball and you watch these teams and these logos and these brands and now you're on a podcast saying that yeah Chicago might be drafted me, Tampa Bay's going to draft me. Like these are big league teams that want you to play for them, man. That's that's crazy to think about, but that's so special.
1: Yeah, yeah, uh like I said, um kind of similar to the whole Omaha thing. I I don't know if it's really hit me yet that, you know the, the what what's occurred in the last week and uh Uh, You know, just truly blessed and honored to be selected by Tampa Bay and have the opportunity to play in Omaha, you know, with my brothers, my best friends, Um, and, and, you know, I'm just looking forward to the next couple weeks.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm noticing a theme in the way that you describe yourself in uh, some of these pitching reports and the way that others are describing you, and that's the word competitive. Uh, Andrew Moore had that tweet after you got drafted saying that you're one of the hardest workers and fiercest competitors he's ever seen. Uh, in the Rays write-up on you on their website, they they asked you one word to describe yourself as a pitcher. You say, competitive. Now, I mean, every athlete's going to say that they've got a competitive fire, but you particularly seem to take pride in having this quality. So how would you say that competitiveness has been developed within you as you've developed as a pitcher?
1: Well, you know, through the recruiting process for college, I was—I don't want to say late-bloomer, you know, because I I committed relatively early. I committed after my junior year. Um, But, you know, there were a lot of people who were better than me uh, all of my life when it came to playing this game. And so, you know, you got to find other ways to win and compete or, well, there you go. Uh, and other ways to, you know, uh, level the playing field and, you know, just kind of having that desire and that extra level you can go to, you know, to get the job done was something that I relied on. And, and, you know, then as, as I matured and got stronger and the velocity came, you know, that, that just grew with it.
0: That probably helped your confidence, too, when all those tools were starting to develop. Add that to your competitive fire. Now you're seeing your fastball velocity get in the low 90s, and now, you know, when you're fully healthy, it was in the upper 90s. You throw a perfect game against Wazoo a couple years ago. There had to have been points, Drew, uh, before you had Tommy John surgery, that you were just full of confidence on the mound. And What, what, what is that emotion like when you're taking the mound? You think you've got your good stuff you know you've got the competitive edge and you've got the confidence to really throw just about anything you want. That's got to be a good feeling.
1: Yeah. You know, our coaches do a great job of preaching, you know, the game is just, it's just, it it just is results of how hard you've worked and how hard you practice leading up to it, you know, and that's just your time to go out and have fun. and, And there's no reason you shouldn't be confident. And I think obviously with the talent we get here at Oregon state and, You know, all the people around me, I know we're going to have a good defense at all times. I know our offense is going to score. And so so all all the things around me give me the ability to be who I am. And and like I said, Coach Casey and Coach Yeski have done a great job of just, you know, preaching confidence and and swagger and that kind of stuff. You know, don't be afraid to go after someone. Make them earn it, those kinds of things. And, and, you know, you hear those day in and day out, and, and they just kind of stick
0: do you remind yourself of those pieces of advice off the field uh, when you're away from the diamond confidence? uh, I don't know, competitiveness. Does that translate to other areas of your life as well? I'm curious.
1: Uh, I mean, yeah, you know, uh, get after it in school a little bit. And, uh, uh, you know, everyone, everyone, you know, that I've got a relationship, you know, I try, you know, I try and just, Spread love with them, you know, because, you, you know, everyone around you is who shapes the individual you are. And so you, you got to give back to, to, to them because they're ultimately the ones who make you who you are.
0: Right. Drew Rasmussen joining us. Uh, Drew, you're a co-captain on this team, but for a good part of the season, you weren't able to actually get in game action. You were still recovering until the late stages of April. Uh, so how did you go about ex- executing that leadership role that you have on the team? when you couldn't actually take the mound yet
1: uh you know coach Yeski sat me down in the fall and he said look we're going to have a lot of good pieces but we're going to have to bring them up to speed because they were going to be young and so you know my main objective was to help bring the young arms up to speed with how the game plan how gameplay is going to work and and you know the game plan we're trying to execute and and you know i think uh, I, I helped people mature mentally and and you know then they had the ability to go out and they 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 crushed it our freshman arms and our our younger arms have just been incredible this year and and you know and I I can't take all the credit because obviously Coach Yeski did uh did his thing and and he's an incredible coach and Max Engelbrecht is a great leader you know Bryce Femmel and 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 you know all our all our veteran guys are are great leaders and so you know I, I think they were able to lean on us for questions and then, you know, they went out and, and they took care of business themselves.
0: You know, I, I didn't have the opportunity to play college baseball, but I played a little high school ball. And when you uh, talk about the value of um, kind of mentally maturing the freshman arms on this team, um, especially in your role as a third year player, as a red shirt sophomore, um, that's invaluable. It, it really is. And I know you're referencing specifically the freshman All American arms out of the bullpen, uh, Brandon Isard and Jake Mulholland. Can you describe what your interactions with Brandon and Jake are like and how you have seen them in particular mature this
1: season? Well, you know, in, in the fall of freshman year, everyone wants to be perfect, you know, and, and I fell into the same trap and and, you know, I give up a hit and, you know, it was like. It was like someone had lit my house on fire. Um, you know, it was about the worst thing ever. And and you know, you gotta find the ability to tell them, look, we're gonna face some really good hitters. And and in the fall, you're throwing against our lineup, and our lineup is very good. And you know, like understand, if you make your pitches the majority of the time, you're gonna get hitters out. But but you're gonna give up hits. You're gonna give up a run or two. Like it's not a big deal. You gotta be able to limit damage, and you gotta be able to. To learn from mistakes and, and capitalize on success. Yeah. How
0: uh, how do you feel your pitching arsenal has? Um, is it back on track? Is it is it to where you want it um, in terms of say your fastball velocity and uh, the the way that your other off speed stuff is coming out of your hand right now since you've returned to the mound? How do you feel like your arsenal is right now?
1: You know um fastball velocity came back relatively quickly uh now it's just the ability to sustain it it over you know the duration of a game that we're working on and stamina is coming back just fine uh command has been hit or miss which which is really frustrating but you know we use the word competitive and, and competitors even when they don't have their best command they find a way to get it done and uh so i've had the ability you know some, I've had one or two games where I've had the ability to have a three-pitch mix. I've had the ability to – or I've had a couple games where I've only had, you know, one or maybe two pitches going, and, and, you know, ultimately it's attacking hitters and making them beat you with whatever you have that day. And so it's, it's been a little bit of a roller coaster, but, you know, that's all right because we are getting closer and we are getting back on track.
0: The last time you took the the hill to start was uh, Sunday night a couple weeks ago against Yale. Um, End up throwing seventy three pitches. Uh, you were laboring a little bit. Uh, first of all, I noticed there were a lot of scouts there to see you, and naturally so. I ima- I can imagine in your mind you're thinking, "Hey, this might be, you know, my showcase before the draft. You know, it might be the last time last time I get the ball if because you ultimately don't get to see the ball in the Super Regionals, uh, thankfully." To, thanks to Bryce Femmel, but yeah, what, what were your emotions like, particularly against against Yale? Were you at all? Um, were you all feeling a little bit more intense or or jittery or or uh, how how were you feeling physically and, and emotionally going into what really was a big game, clinching the regional?
1: Uh, you know, I was excited. It was my first postseason appearance here in Goss, and and you know I love our fan base. Our, our Beaver Nation is incredible, and so. Getting the opportunity to pitch in front of them them was awesome, and it was exciting, Uh, you know, but I just made mistakes, and and Yale capitalized on those, and and that's stuff that can't happen. And like you said, I threw way too many pitches and not enough innings. And so uh, the coaches thought it'd be in my best interest to just cut me off and, and, you know, allow me to prepare for last week, which, as you stated, I didn't end up getting in, but that's all right because we saw, you know, Jake Thompson has just been – well, he's been Jake Thompson all year. You know, he's been incredible, and 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 he threw very well for us on Friday. And then, the, what what Bryce did was on Saturday was absolutely incredible, man. Those those two guys were amazing. Plus, we were able to get uh, Jake uh, Jake Molholland in and Sam Tweed on Friday, get them an inning, and and uh, then you know Bryce just said, "heck, I'll 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 carry this one on my own," and uh, he carried the torch and landed us a trip to the middle of the country.
0: Yeah, on a lot of levels, that was a pretty important performance from uh, from Bryce Femmel. Pat Casey said afterward that he was going to use you uh, to close out that Game 2 against Vandy and just kind of go all or nothing and then figure out Game 3 later if it if it got to that point. Were you aware that you were going to be called upon out of the bullpen to try to clinch Game 2 if it came to that?
1: Yeah, in about the sixth inning, I think it was the sixth inning, it was a 4-2 to two ball game and I went down to the bullpen and I started moving around, going through my routine, getting ready because they had talked to me earlier in the week. If we had a chance to, you know, win the series on the Saturday, why wouldn't we take that opportunity and, and uh, punch our ticket? And, you know, I agreed. I said, I was all in and, you know, if, if you use me Saturday and it doesn't go the way we want, I'll, I'll find a way to get you a couple more on Sunday. Uh, and, and so, like I said, in the sixth inning, I went down there and started moving around and then Bryce's pitch count was so low. And, and, I don't know, we put up a two or three spot in the seventh and, and kind of jumped out to a commanding lead. And like I said, Bryce had been so efficient that that we just allowed him to uh, finish it for us.
0: What was that moment like when uh, the final out is recorded and it's dogpile city, you're going to Omaha? Uh,
1: I, I, I don't know if you guys have seen it, but Joe Casey posted, or maybe even Beaver Baseball, they had a uh, GoPro in there with us. And uh I mean, I, I know I say it really loud, but you can hear me just yell, "I love you guys!" And then that's that's truly what it is. you know. this place is a brotherhood, and and we do love each other. And so you know, just to be able to celebrate that moment with all of them is incredible. We've worked you know so hard since the fall and and what people don't what a lot of people don't realize is, you know, Baseball, you have your, you, you have a small fall season where you're doing inter-squads and stuff like that, and then you get into individual work. And so you are working for, you know, eight or nine months here together without – well, you're working for six months or so, maybe even a couple less. But still, you're working so long with all your guys without getting the opportunity to play in a game so that when, you know, the season gets here, it flies by. And so to have the opportunity to go to Omaha with this group is special.
0: Drew, I'm going to take this moment briefly to uh, to ask you um, a question about a rather, you know, obviously a sensitive topic. And I understand if your answer has to be, I can't comment on the topic or I can't comment on the issue. But when you talk about the team, especially being a brotherhood, um, the last week has to have especially uh, affected the team. In the, in the wake of not having Luke Heimlich available to pitch in this postseason in a really development that can only be described, I think, most aptly as just difficult for everyone involved. Um, if you are allowed to comment, can you describe what kind of um, emotions the team is feeling as you're moving on uh, without Luke on, uh, on the pitching staff right now?
1: Yeah, like you said, I'm not allowed to comment on the topic.
0: Fair enough. Uh, what is your scouting process been like as you move into Omaha? Are you taking a peek at all at uh, a possible matchup with obviously you got Fullerton? and I know the rotation hasn't been disclosed yet, but are you familiarizing yourself at all with the roster or the hitters on Fullerton or the other teams in that, that half of the bracket, like Florida state or LSU? Uh, you
1: know, because of the way it's set up, it's it's, you got to kind of scout everyone because you don't know who you're going to play when besides game one. And so, you know, our coaches have done a really good job of getting us, getting us a scouting report on Fullerton. But other than that, you know, it, it's going to be kind of fly by the seat of your pants. I think just because you have to have the ability to adjust from game to game and opponent to opponent. And, you know, like I just said, you're, you you don't know who you're playing after game one. And so, uh, you know, we've got our sights set on Saturday and, and that's, that's, that's our our, our 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 main objective right now,
0: does it feel like you have a target on your back? that phrase that sports fans so they love to they love to say that for dominant teams and you guys went fifty four and four but does it feel like you have a target on your back as the number one team in the country
1: um you know our coaches have done a very good job of of you know keeping in mind the fact that it's not the best team isn't the team that's going to win. It's the team that plays that game the best, you know? So we got to go out, we got to compete, we got to give our best effort and ultimately we got to perform. And, and I think we'll be just fine. But like I said, if we don't do those things, it doesn't matter who, who's playing, you know, every team at this level is good. And so uh, if, you know, you're, you're lagging a little bit or, or you're dragging and, and you don't compete at your highest level, you know, Anyone can be beat.
0: All right, Drew, a couple last things for you here on uh, Diamond 750 as you guys get ready to go to Omaha. Um, how do you like to spend your downtime? Do you got anything uh, queued up in your Netflix or when you're not busy with school or a girlfriend or baseball, do you have any free time uh, to just chill out, maybe watch some movies, and, and what do you like to watch?
1: Yeah, big. I am a big movie guy or Netflix guy. Nice. Uh I'd have to say my favorite, well, uh, this isn't even a, uh, a question. My favorite Netflix series is Dexter. I've probably seen it two or three times. <laughs> um, yeah, big Dexter guy. And then uh, we watch a lot of sports back at the house with my roommates, and and we play, play some video games and just hang out with each other.
0: What kind of video games?
1: Uh, in the fall, it's Madden, and in the spring, it's the show. Yes,
0: yes. Dude, the show is good. That's that's that they've got good gameplay on that. Um, do you have a favorite big league team? Do you have a favorite big league team that you uh that you like to root for or even like to use in the show?
1: Uh, well, you know, I grew up a Mariners guy just because I'm from the Northwest here, so right, I would have to say the Mariners, but you know, maybe that that might be changing.
0: I was gonna say, I uh I didn't mean to trap you there (laughs) (laughs) like two days after you get drafted. Who's your favorite team? That's really a hell of a question by me. Um, Oh, man, that's awesome. And I, I had Caden uh, Grenier on last week, and we got into a little bit of a music discussion. He was talking about, you know, how he likes old rap and, and TI, and and I was on the same page with him there, too, and I, I'm not a huge fan of this new rap stuff. Not a lot of the the newer stuff really appeals to me, but um, I'm curious for you, like, what, what's your playlist, your go-to track to get you hyped up going into a big start or uh, or, you know, a big game? What are you listening to?
1: Uh, you know, I'm a country boy through and through. I only listen to country music, really. Uh, if there's, this, I don't really have a specific song that I can think of right now. Uh,
0: Favorite band? Like I
1: said, I, I, uh, you know, I'm a big Brad Paisley guy. <laughs> there it is. Uh, but and and you know, I got to see him in concert when he came to Eugene last year, which was awesome. But yeah, like I said, not no no specific song or artist that I listen to pregame, just country music. All
0: right, so that's Drew Rasmussen when he's on the plane to Omaha. He's going to throw on the Paisley and the headphones. He's going to chill watching Dexter a little bit, maybe play uh, Max Ungobrecht in the show, and uh, then gear up and get ready to play in the College World Series. Does that sound about right? And knock out a final in between. Sounds
1: about right. Yeah, we got got one final. (laughs)
0: That's insane. Drew, uh, sincere (laughs) congratulations not only on reaching the College World Series, but on getting drafted, man, 31st overall. That's pretty special, and uh, thanks for taking the time to join me today. Best of luck as you uh, continue n- not only your athletic career at Oregon State for uh, for hopefully another week or two more, but also your uh, academic career, pursuing that finance degree, and everything that's, that's in front of you with the Tampa Bay Rays, man. Congratulations, and thanks for joining me. Thank you very
1: me. much. Thank you.
0: And my thanks to Drew Rasmussen for being the guest today on Diamond 750. Beavers open the College World Series Saturday at noon Pacific time, 2 o'clock Omaha time against Cal State Fullerton, Florida State, LSU, also looming later on in their half of the bracket. We'll track the beaver's progress and have more Diamond 750 episodes with all sorts of baseball voices coming up. Be sure to follow at Danube at 1029 The Game. Use the hashtag Diamond 750 as well to follow our latest content. And again, thanks for listening.